Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. Thank God it's Friday. So we've been talking all week about the state amateur golf championships happening this weekend again. Just in case someone doesn't know where they're taking place at. They're Paynes Valley down south of Branson. Mm-hmm. And this is the best in the state, the state amateurs. And the champion will be the champion of the state for 2023. What they do now, yesterday they had a field of 64. And those 64 went head-to-head. It's match play, and that's the way it's decided. Medal play, or stroke play as it's called, that was the two qualifying rounds. So they throw all those scores out, and those who qualified went to match play. So the field of 64 was reduced to 32 today. Once you, once you lose a match, you're, you're out. One and done. So after today, there will be eight players left. Then after tomorrow, there will be two players left. Ooh, going and down those to two. two will go head-to-head in 36 holes Sunday for the state championship. That might be kind of exciting to watch, you know, because usually when you watch a major tournament, you know, you you know who's in the lead, and you, you but you've kind of got to follow them as they go through a crowd of people. But when you see, you never you never really get to see two at the top go head to head in a tournament like that. Well, they're, they're, uh, in the amateur, in the major level. Well, they do have one. VGA has one head to head. It takes place it, two years ago. It was in Mexico. It may have been in Texas this year. But there is one match play competition in the PGA, to my knowledge. Uh, this is what the state is, and most of the other states do it this way too. And in college, they do it that way. Match play, me against Holmes, and whoever comes out. Now you can shoot a quadruple par like you're 100 100 strokes over it's only one hole and so it works your score doesn't make any difference if you beat if i beat you on one you beat me on one and again your number makes no difference so what i'm hearing is that i might actually have a chance to win oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right all right travelers tournament also happening this week uh for those of the guys that are actually uh, in it Who's in the lead? This is a tournament that has been kind of changed by the PGA. It's a $20 million purse, and it follows the U.S. Open. That's because following the Open, many of the golfers take the week off. Well, not for a $20 million purse. The winner will get about $4 million. First place after one round, Denny McCarthy at 10-under. Keegan Bradley, Adam Scott at 8-under. One of the keys was Rory McIlroy. He had his first ace, his first hole-in-one. He's still way back in the pack. But he did ace a, a 200, at least 280 yards or something like that. And one of those shots that just went right in, so we'll see. Anyway, by the time the weekend is over, somebody's going to win a lot of money. And Roy uh, win a Cadillac for that hole-in-one? Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> did get anything special for that other than just news, uh, some cred, and high-five someone might buy him a beer at the clubhouse after the <laughs> play's over. All right, um, so we did uh, – I had band practice last night. One of the guys in the group, he's uh, – Massive basketball fan, and we're sitting there practicing. All of a sudden, I hear that little chime that the the pick is in chime from ESPN, and I'm like sitting there going, "Wait, didn't we just have the NFL draft?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, NBA drafts tonight." And they did actually have some pretty big trades, didn't they? They did have one, Chris Paul, going from the Washington Wizards now to the Golden State Warriors. He was he being Paul was with the Washington Wizards, maybe 18 hours, something like that. He got traded over from the Phoenix Suns, but. He was kind of prearranged that he was going to go. Anyway, it's part of a part of a trade that had been made. Victor Wembanyama was the first player, and everybody knew that was going to happen. Taken by the San Antonio Spurs, and then the draft pretty much went as expected. Uh, Kobe Brown from Missouri 
the 30th pick in the draft. They had 58 players chosen. And Kobe Brown went to the Los Angeles Clippers. Anthony Black from uh, Arkansas went down in the back. He went to the Orlando Magic. And that's really kind of interesting because Orlando's general manager, John Hammond, who was an assistant coach with the Bears under Charlie Spoonhour. So the draft went on, 58 players taken, and that's it. It's only on one night, and it's two rounds. Well, there are some baseball writers that haven't lost complete hope in the St. Louis Cardinals, and God love them for that. They believe that the... Two-game series over the pond might be pivotal for the Cardinals. It damn well better be. <laughs> well, they're talking about it perhaps in another sense because it's the Cardinals and the Cubs. They play two games in London starting tomorrow. Tomorrow's at noontime, our time here, noontime central. And Sunday's game is at 9 o'clock in the morning, our time. Of course, it's five hours difference, so they're playing in the afternoon in London. Fact is, though, the Cardinals and the Cubs, these games count. They are in, are in the same division in the National League Central and the Cardinals trail the Cubs by about four. But what the pundits are suggesting is that if the Cardinals don't do well, like maybe uh, if they lose two games, they've got to make a decision. What do they do? Are they sellers or are they buyers? The Cardinals currently 13 games under 500. they They're nine games out of first place. That's all, nine games. Problem is there are four other teams in front of them. And hurdling that will be a major challenge. But we'll see what happens. The Cardinals may be, according to some of the reports, may be offering some of their players now for dealing. But again, I think this series is going to tell what happens. One of the key individuals being dangled before the other major league teams is Tyler O'Neill. Problem is Tyler O'Neill's on the injured list at the moment, the 60-day injured list with a back problem. But again, it all can be it all can be formulated by the way they do these contracts, both in the NFL and in Major League Baseball and the NBA. For that fact, there's ways of changing these things. Yeah, and uh, that being damaged goods and Tyler O'Neill is kind of an issue. But also, there is a third option, and that's do nothing. That's also choice, and that will also show the hand of the front office. So I think we're going to really see this. Is you are right? There's going to be implications. Whether we have hope that they're trying to make a push or that something really needs to change. They do nothing. What else is new? They haven't done anything. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like I said, something else needs to change, and it might not be the players. Uh, What happened with the Royals? Royals playing the best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. Down there for a weekend series. All began last night. What on earth? Kansas City won 6-5. Two runs in the top of the ninth inning. It was M.J. Melendez who got the big hit, and that's because a kid before him stole a couple of bases. What is this? The Royals, who are just you know, woe-be-gone, to say the least, and a catastrophe out there on the field, judging by their record. Hey, they want to play, and they're capable, and they beat the Tampa Bay Rays 6-5. It's not going to hurt Tampa Bay. They're well ahead in the American League East. All right, win for the Royals and a big win. Springfield Cardinals. There are now two games above the 500 mark. Beat the Frisco Rough Riders 3-2 last night. Frisco's not very good. But the Springbirds get a win. That's what counts, a win on the road. And they play right up until this weekend, of course. And then Springfield comes home for a series of games. I think that's the difference when you talk about, even though the Royals are so far back, they still have, you mean their young team, yeah, I get it, but they still have bright, bright spots of life where they really are just clawing at it. Keep in mind that they're all getting paid. They all are and in their got to earn your paycheck. Hell yeah, well, I guess they are. That's true. <laughs> all right, uh, we do have the final two championship teams in college baseball. 
Who are you like in this series? It will be an all-Southeastern Conference National Championship game. LSU defeated Wake Forest last night 2 to nothing on a two-run walk-off home run in the 11th inning by a guy named Tommy White. Oh, this was a great game. A pitcher's battle, nothing-nothing until the 11th inning. Tommy White came up, slapped a line drive over the wall in left field. Uh, the uh, ball cup from LSU was the home team, and LSU defeats Wake Forest. So it is LSU versus Florida, and now the records are all thrown out. It's a best of three. Uh, the winner, of course, in the first game really gets a leg up, and that first game will be tomorrow night. It's Florida, University of Florida Gators, and the LSU Bayou Bengals from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This should be a great series. Best of three for the national championship. I know you're probably as surprised as I am that Wake Forest isn't in this thing. Well, they were the number one team all season long, but in baseball, anything can happen. And it certainly did them last night. It definitely did. What a battle. Ned, you have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you on Monday.